Good morning, today's daf is daf Peivov. Today's shiz the Ilu Nishmas, Miriam Bashaya, and Hashama Haben Ali, and a memory be a blessing. Um, we're going to go from the second line at the top of Peivov, and we're out of 86a. Um, just one thing to remember of yesterday's shir, it creates the interest. Oh, we discussed some of the words and how you have to be careful to spell them in the get. Um, as we know, we have a very set text, and they're not going to take it. Interestingly, very, very strict um, to ma- by Gittin to make sure that they're valid and that they meet a very high level of uh, confidence that they're valid. And again, the danger is because if it's not a valid get and this woman gets remarried, it's a doubtful and the children will be mamzerim. Um, but what's also interesting it creates we have a principle in halacha that you're not allowed to do things that are moitzi laza la rishonim. You're not allowed to do things that uh, that are disparaging against earlier generations. That means that if earlier generations practice the halacha in a certain way, it's not appropriate to come along and say, well, I'm going to do it in a better way. Um, and sometimes it even creates serious halachic considerations. For example, when rebuilding a new mikvah. So I'm trying to think if the story was with Rabbi Gifta or... I don't know if my grandfather was involved, but they were new building, or maybe it was Moshe Feinstein, but they were building a new mikveh in town. And they wanted to up the standards. The old mikveh when the community had come and just started and was building it, built it on the, on the basics and how they could afford and need it. He says, now they're a more wealthy community, a lot more, you know, you say maybe a lot from a community. They want to add in a whole lot of humorous uh, and stringencies that are around building the mikveh. And many of them are good, are good things to have in a mikveh. But uh, the, I don't remember if it was, but the Rav who was advising them said you have to keep the old mikveh open for quite a while, for a, that they open in conjunction. Because you can't have people say, no, we had to close the old mikveh because it was invalid. Because then you say that over the last, whoever, how many years, people have been uh, um, going to mikveh, an apostle mikveh, and they're all uh, nidos and everyone's a sinner. Um, says, no, you have to show that you're building a new mitzvah, but it's not because it's essential. It's, it's a nicer <laughs> way to do the mitzvah. And it's the same thing with the get. If I'm going to come along and say, well, we have to add this clause or this phrase or do the get in this way that was never worried about before, we're going to end up with the same concern. People are going to say, oh, so this based in that been issuing Gittin for the last uh, 60 years, 100 years, whatever it is, have not been doing it correctly. And all these women who got divorced based on it have now committed adultery. So you've got to be very careful if you want to be innovative with a get. Again, it's with all our lawyers. A story my grandfather says with the... Says one of his Talmudim came to him and asked him, they said, Oh, they've been learning Mishaburah. And he says it's a, the preferable way is, I don't remember if it was with Tfilin or Brochus or Dublin, but said that the Mishaburah brings a preferable way, brings a few ways that they discuss how to do it, and it seems that one of the ways is more preferable than the other ways. So the student asked my grandfather, Should he change to do it like that? So my grandfather told him this year, he says, At first I thought I should tell him yes. You know, it's a preferable way of doing the mitzvah. He says, But then I realized, well, what do I think I'm saying? Speaking about it, so like, what is it? His father is a Talmud Chacham. This is the way his father did, the way he was taught. It's a hundred. It's it's legitimate. What am I gaining by telling him to change to that practice? Um, so again, because what's what you're going to think? His father taught him, and his father practiced in second uh, uh, second class way of doing the mitzvah. No, 
his father did it perfectly according to how he learned and according to the standard miracle, whatever. So, to, so even when telling someone to update something that wouldn't create major problems, if it's just undermining the, their fathers, their rabbis, the earlier generations, it's problematic. Um, so the, the, why I'm bringing that up here is because it, we, we brought Rava instituted with the get and etc. He wanted, he instituted that we must put this line in the get. Um, and, and he did it for added precautions. Um, so then you have the question, the Truma Satashan actually deals with this. When can you make such a condition in it? When can you upgrade it like Rava and says, you know what, I don't think we should allow anyone to say anything in case it turns into a condition when writing the get. You know, like, where does, how's that not disparaging all the earlier getting where people were saying things and were uh, making conditions. So the Truma Satation says that you need to learn a lot and carefully and it does give some guidelines, but it's just an interesting question. Uh, I guess the paradox, you can't, there's a better way, there's precautions to take. You might learn that it's uh, the correct way. When are you allowed to change or modify a practice over what used to be done? Okay, let's go into the new Gemara. As I said, top of Hegel with Aleph 86a. Um, Gufo shall get shechur harei at ben bas chorin harei at la atzmocha. We learn to the Mishnah that what's the essential line of the get shechur of a, a document to free a slave? It's behold, you are free, or behold, you now belong to yourselves. You are yourself. You are for yourself. So itkin Rav Yehuda again same thing. Itkin Rav Yehuda b'shtar zvinei de avdi. Rav Yehuda instituted the following. Um, requirements in a document when selling a slave. After the nan, what is this phrase that you have to put in that sale document? After the non our slave it is is uh, lawfully a slave. I know he's he's in slavery correctly. and he's released and uh, removed from freedom. Umin alule, and from any complaints, either there's no uh, lawsuits around whether he should be free and who he should belong to. Umin arure malko malchosa, and from the requirements to the king or the queen, um, he's not uh, he's not on the wanted list on the posters around town. Uh, no, that's sorry, that was a different one. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's correct. Payball. There's no other Roishem on him. I, his, uh, his badge of slavery, his uh, signet that he's a slave, is only from me, not from someone else. Um, he's free of all blemishes. Now she explains he's not like a bandit or something that's gonna, you're going to end up in trouble having uh, him as your slave. <laughs> and he's free from these boils that would grow on their face for two years, whether new or old. I, he's saying that the slave doesn't have this, this disease that he's going to have these boils, and even though he might not have now, it's a disease that's recurring over two years. So he says if you see boils in the next two years, you can, uh, you can return him. I'm, giving you, I'm selling him with a guarantee that that, that does not apply, and that he doesn't have this disease. Interesting also, um, new or old, if they knew it, should it be his problem? But to create a, 
it would create a huge, a huge amount of arguing if someone gives a slave, all of a sudden three minutes in the slave breaks out in these boils. So the one, the original seller is going to say, no, 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 they must be new. He never ever had those. He wasn't diagnosed with that illness when he was my slave. And the other is going to say, no, it's recurring. It's clearly from before. So to say that, he says there not these boils. There won't be boils for the next two years. And again, if there are boils, then you would have to, uh, you know, you could return him. My, that's the the warranty. My asutay, if the slave does have these boils, what's the halach? What's the cure? So this is, remember, going back a few prokim when we discussed all the cures for the different illnesses. So, Omra Baya, Ginveru Martatok, Vakivrasa, I don't know, ginger, some sort of silver and sulfur, Vakhala de Hamra, wine vinegar, Umashka de Zaysa, olive oil, Vinatfik, Chiura, Vashaifile, Begadfa, de Avsa. And white, uh, white naft, and then you smear, you get mixed and make them into a paste, and you smear it on him with a goose feather. Okay, so that's the cure. Why do we bring the cure here? We already kind of discussed uh, medical information a while ago. So the Chassam Sofer suggests it's uh, really, if you buy a slave and he's clean, it's not a, it won't undo the sale. If you put in this line that if he gets this illness within two years, then I can return him, that's fine. Then obviously you can return him. But if you don't put that line in, then the sale stands. He's kind of telling us, what you should do, and why the sale stands. If it's something that's uh, incurable, then maybe you can argue it's a mekach toss. I did not, I did not realize, and I don't want to be buying a slave that has uh, some sort of cancer or something like that that I didn't realize about. So here he's saying, no, but there, there is a cure, so it wouldn't make it uh, mekach toss. Just interesting on that, roshim to inish. That's part of the problem with the slave, is he has a roshim to inish. He has the... The tag, I don't know, the, I don't know the, the badge that he's a slave belonging to a person. We're, uh, who's, who should be, what's our Roshem is Hashem's uh, badge. We're Hashem servants. And that's what, I mean, Orachim says at the end of uh, Pasha Shlachwitz, the third paragraph of Shema about Tzitzis. He says that's what Tzitzis are. Tzitzis are to remind us that we're Hashem's uh, servants, that's why we see them and we remember that we've got 613 mitzvahs, 613 obligations to Hashem. So, uh, always remember there's the Roshan to Inish, yes, some people are slavery and we bound by certain things, but ultimately we have, uh, we're servants of Hashem and we wear His Roshan, we wear a tag shows that, showing that we're Hashem's slaves. Next Mishnah, the following are going to be three gitin that are possible, are not bottle, not completely invalid, but possible, the lower level of invalid. And if she would remarry using that get, the child from the second marriage is kosher. Not a discussion. So it turns out that these get these are gitin we're going to see that are possible with her abonon, and therefore she should not use it to remarry. But if she does, she can remain married. So what are the three gitin? So the first one is if he wrote it in his handwriting without any aid in. And by the fact that the husband wrote it and you recognize it as his handwriting, it's clearly what he wants. You know, don't need any aid in to verify that the husband wanted this get written. It's written in the husband's own hand. But again, you always need aid in. If it has aid in but it doesn't have a date, Again, an undated get is possible with Rabbonin, discussed earlier in the Sech, the wife. Says, what happens if it has a date, but it only has one witness on it? Now we're going to discuss um, 
In the Gemara, exactly, does who wrote the get? Is it one aid? Did the husband have to write the get? Um, Etc. But we'll see that in the Gemara. So, if it has a date but only one witness signed on it, above three If she gets married using one of those gets, the child is valid. Rebbe El, it seems we should change this to Rebbe El Lazar. Um, Rebbe Lazar, Omer, Athal Pisha, Aidan of Aidim, Ella Shenoslu Lop, if no Aidim, Kosher. Even if it doesn't have Aidim on it, however, it was written, handed over before Aidim, it is valid. And if there's such a document, <laughs> even a regular document that doesn't have uh, like a loan document or something that doesn't have Adem on it, but it was handed over before Adem, you can even collect from encumbered property. You don't need Adem to sign on a get. Just for Tikkun Olam, for society to function. Remember, this is going back to the Machloikas we were introduced to right at the beginning of the Masechta. Is it Adem Chasimakarti or Adem Mesirakarti? What imbues this get, and now we'll rebelize learning, what imbues a document with its power? Rabbi Meir learns that it's to write the when the when the Aidim sign it, that makes it effective. And then the husband just hands it over and it divorces them. Rabbi Loza learns no, it's got nothing to do with the Aidim signing it, it's got to do with the handing it over before Aidim. Doesn't matter who wrote it, doesn't even have to be signed, as long as it's handed over before Aidim, it's a valid get. Oh why do we all sign documents according to Rabbi Elazar? If it's not uh, necessary, because of Tikkun Olam. Imagine you need to verify a document or prove something from it, and the witnesses on it have made Aliyah, or Chasfashal, one of them have been Niftar or something, you have no way of. If, if, sorry, not the witnesses on it, the witnesses that uh, were the originally witnessed, you hand over the document. How are you going to verify it if they've gone overseas or died or something like that? So you sign it, and then you can prove that document's authenticity by having what the Aiden approved. So you get other signature, other things that they've signed and verified with that, or you bring in two friends who will recognize the signature. Whatever it is, you can verify the document even if the Aiden aren't around, and that's why we sign documents. It's a big question. The first part of the document, the first part of the Mishnah, is it like Rebbe Lozer? Is it like Rebbe? Definitely doesn't seem to be Rebbe Lozer because we just brought in Rebbe Lozer. And you don't really need the Adem, etc. So the first part of the document you would like to think is Rebbe Meir. But how does it work that it's Rebbe Meir? Because here we have the husband wrote it. According to Rebbe Meir, what gives a, a, a document its strength? The signatures on it. So shouldn't it be possible according to Rebbe Meir? So it's a little bit tricky to work out is the Mishnah a third opinion? We haven't seen a third opinion throughout the Masechta. Um, so maybe it must be Rebbe Meir. The Gemara is going to touch on it a little bit, but keep that in mind. Which opinion is the first half of the Mishnah going like if the second half of the Mishnah is Rebbe Elazar? Okay, the two Laika. You're telling me there are only three Gittin that are Posel Midrabanan, and therefore, if she, um, and therefore, she should have used it to get remarried, but if she does, the child is Koshi. Tell me the only three. And now we're going to, we're going to suggest a few over the, basically the rest of the Amud and say why they weren't included in the Mishnah. It says, well, how you could get Yoshan? What about a get Yoshan? Remember, we learned about that a few days, a few weeks ago. If a, if a man gave, um, wrote a get, but before giving it was, um, had beer with his wife, 
or Yichud with his wife, the gets now apostle Midrabonon. So that should be in our list in the Mishnah. So the one says, no, Hosom lo It's a big difference. There, she doesn't have to get divorced, but here she does have to get divorced. Aye, if a woman um, got remarried with the get Yashon, she can stay married. However, in our Mishnah, this case, if the woman used one of these Gitin to get remarried, even though the child is kosher, she still has to get divorced from her second husband. She says, oh, that's all very well, according to the opinion um, that says that she has to get divorced. What about, again, we're going to see shortly, the opinion that says she doesn't have to get divorced. Again, so then, what's the, why isn't get Yoshan in this Mishnah? There's no Hosam Tinosay Lechatchila. With the get Yoshan, she's allowed to get married Lechatchila. Hachati Abed. Here, only but evidence if she already got married. Right. Let's say a woman was given a get Yoshan. So there, she's allowed, she shouldn't have been given a get Yoshan. The husband should have made a new get. But if she was given a get Yoshan, she can use it to get married. The case is in our Mishnah, if she was given the get, with these Pulim, she's not allowed to use it. She shouldn't use it. If she did use it, then the Vlad is kosher, etc. And fine, retroactively, Briyeved uh, will leave it. But she should not have used that get, even once she's received it. So that's why get Yoshan is not in our Mishnah. Get Yoshan is actually more lenient, because she she, if she gets that get, she can use it to be divorced. Whereas in our case, she can't. Okay, so finally, get Yoshan, we understand why it's not in the Mishnah. Get Karah. Karah. What about a bald get? This was a Shabbos' daf. Remember, for Kohanim, they'd write that special folded over get that they'd write a line and then fold it over and write a line and fold it over, fold it and sew it, write a line, fold it and sew it. And you have to get signatures to sign on every fold. That's a get Korach. Oh, sorry, that's a get Makusha. Fold like this. And then fold it a bit like this, which you can no but, no, but no, but that's that's a regular get. We yeah. talk about a get mukusha is a special get that they make for kohanim. That's uh-huh. a it's with Shabbos is that. Again, it's written you like write one line and then you fold it on, then you sew it closed and then you write another. It's to make it take a very long because if a kohen gives the get, he can never remarry her. Another man, if he gives the get and changes his mind, I mean how it works nowadays, it's unlikely that there's going to be a change of mind. Uh, they have. There are cases where they change their mind. Oh, no. But no, no, no. so again, yeah, so it does happen. But I mean, generally, the Bayesian are going to push and make sure and try and get them to go to uh, couple therapy, all these things before they actually give a get. So it's unlikely. So it's, le- it's not like the husband's doing it in a fit of anger. But again, in, in case of those scenarios, so about kohen, they make it. Now, get korach is where some of those signatures have been left off. Right? There's bald parchment. It doesn't have a signature on it. So that's posel midrab bonon. So why is that not in our Mishnah? There's no hosam ha'vlad mamzer. There we say the child is a vlad, the vlad is a mamzer. Ha'vlad kosher, and here the child is kosher. So if a person would use a get korach to get remarried, the child would be a mamzer. This fits in very well according to Rabbi This fits very well according to Rabbi Meir, who holds anyone who changes from the matbeya, the set molds that Chachomim instituted for a get, the child is a mamzer. I remember it's quite a harsh opinion, but he says, all of these Durabonans you've ever read or learnt about, if you change them, they're an invalid get and the child's a mamzer. So, so that's, okay, so that now I understand why a child of a get korach is a mamzer. Elel Rabbonan, how are you going to explain it according to Rebbe Meir? 
Because according to the Rabbana, a get mukushar is not going to, a get korach is not going to produce a mamzer. So what, why is get korach not in our Mishnah? So the Gemara answers, the Hosan Taitzah HaChaloy Taitzah, by a get korach, even though they've got married and have a child, the child is kosher, she still has to get divorced from the second husband. But in our Mishnah, Lord Tate say they don't have to get divorced. Now, you know what's coming because he's what if you're not. This is all very well according to the opinion that we're going to see that says in our Mishnah, if you use one of those three kitchen to get remarried, you don't have to get divorced. So, so that's a good difference. By get Korah, they have to get divorced. In our Mishnah, with these three kitchen, you don't have to get divorced. So that's why it's not in our Mishnah. But according to the opinion that even the cases in our Mishnah, you do have to get divorced. If she used one of these get kitchen to remarry, she would have to get divorced. How are you going to explain the difference between uh, get Korah, that, and why is get Korah not in our Mishnah? So the Gemara answers, but Makusha Lokamari. No, we're not, not discussing a Makushar. As we said, a Makushar, a get Makushar, that's folded over and sewn closed. Get is very different to the standard get. And therefore, when we discuss Psulim, here in our Mishnah, the three Psulim, we're not discussing the Psulim by a get Makushar. That's a separate category. Okay, now we're going to suggest a third type of get that should be mentioned, uh, a, a third possible get that should be mentioned in our mission. It says, What about Shalom Alchos? Again, we also learned about this in the last few weeks, that you have to date the get according to the local monarchy. So if you're living in Babel, and you should be dating it according to the Persian king, and you date it according to the Roman government, or something like that, it's, it's possible. So why is that not in our Mishnah? Because there, if you do use such a get to get remarried, she would have to get divorced. Whereas here, she doesn't have to get divorced if she uses one of these three Gittin. That's all very well according to these opinions that you don't have to get divorced. But according to the opinion that you do have to get divorced, what are you going to say? So the Gemara says, There the Vlad is a Mamzer, and here the Vlad is Kosher. Says, oh, to tell me that if you used a, a get which had this deficiency of Shalom Malchus, the blood is a mamzer, that's all very well with Rebbe Meir. As we saw just a few lines above that Rebbe Meir holds, any time you deviate from the instructions of the Chachamim, the get is completely invalid. But according to Rebbe the child's not going to be a mamzer. So he says, Yeah, you have to learn it like Rebbe Meir. I, it is. You have to say that our Mishnah is Rebbe Meir. Vahasam havlad mamzer and havlad kosher. And these are three exceptions to that rule of Rebbe Meir. I, Rebbe Meir has that rule. And according to the opinion that says here, even in our Mishnah, there are cases where once the get is given and she's married, the child is kosher, but she still has to get divorced. This is Rebbe Meir. And in all other Psulim Rebbe Meir holds, the child would be a Mamzer. And these three are an exception. Not sure why should these three be an exception. But either way, according we're saying that the first part of the Mishnah is Rebbe Meir, and it is an exception. Again, once we've said clearly now that that first part is Rebbe Meir, we have the question of, uh, but doesn't Rebbe Meir hold you need the Adim? How can he say if it's written in the husband's handwriting that it needs Adim? The one answer given is, 
that's as good as a hundred. I think the Gemara is going to ask this, but that's as good. If a person writes it out himself, that's as good as a hundred witnesses signing and saying this is an instruction instructed by the husband. Okay. Remember, also the item on the documents are not testifying that it's being transferred to the woman. Just they signed that the document was done with the arm, with the husband's intent and uh, under the correct direction, etc. That's what they're signing to. Okay. Minyana de minyana de I know how to count. Why did the Mishnah have to start off and saying there are three apostle get in, and then at the end and say these are the three apostle get in? If you read the mission, you'll be able to count and tell me that there are three apostles get in, that the child is kosher, the blood's kosher. Pardon? There's only three that they say. Well, it depends how you learn an exact scenario. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's by emphasizing that there are three, it must be the not. So minyana duration muta So what are they coming to? Yeah, this that it says there are only three in the race is coming to include all the getting we just mentioned. Korah, Shalomalhus, uh Okay, and and the others mentioned as well. Uh, which one? Yeah, get Yosham. Says Minyana the Seifer Mute. What's the Seifer coming to exclude? Hodatanya. We learned in the, from what we learned in the following brayz. I maybe get me midinasiyim. This is going back to the beginning of the Masechta. So we, I feel we're starting to wrap up things, uh, tie it all together, uh, coming as we come to the end of the Masechta. Says Minyana the Seifer Mute. Hodatanya. The Minyan of the Seifer is coming to exclude the following. We learned to write that if someone's bringing a get from over from remember he has to say If he doesn't say it, then the child is a mamzer. The child is not a mamzer. What should she do? He should take it and give it back before two people and say it was written and signed before me. I so our Mishnah is excluding that case. Our <coughs> 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 Mishnah is a case where the Vlad is kosher and there according to Matt, the Vlad is a mamzer. Um, it seems also maybe according to that, that's very easy if you learn our Mishnah. Is Rebbe Meir? I was thinking maybe if it's not Rebbe Meir. Um, oh, so what's the point of the Mishnah? I don't need a Mishnah to come and uh, um, verify that. I already know. So, yeah, so, sorry. And the point of the Mishnah is to almost give uh, credibility to verify that price. That. Um, that in these cases, the blood is kosher. Okay. Uh, sorry, let me just check something. Why did the get is written on like eight dollars? Instead of 13, you say? 12. Uh, 12, yeah, 12. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, Nowadays, it's very, very set, and we wouldn't yeah, change it and stuff. But I'm not sure. Even Rava had some level of set text. The text of the Rashi's get seems to also be set, but similar to us. I'm not sure. Well, Sosa said, why, you know, why is it called the get? Because yeah. of the gematria. Yeah. I remember oh. Matanza actually yeah. telling us that when you saw the Nachasechta. Yeah. But then also, right at the beginning, we learned about like, the mezuzah and the get and everything, it has to have the blouse drawn in it. The blouse yeah. drawn, so it's not a little bit like drawn,
Yeah, so, so these are the main ones that are yes, so it probably wouldn't be possible if it was written with the wrong number of lines, my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to, have to look in Shulchan Aruch and see or the Rambam, but uh, I don't think it probably would not be possible. Um, secondly, there are many times, there many times that the get will be what we would call bottle, yeah. totally invalid. Here we're discussing a get possible, which means it's. It's a Doraisa, it's, it's a good get, but Midrabbonim is possible. So okay. some of those could be Sulim Doraisa, uh, a, bo- a get bottle would be invalid Doraisa, or something like that. And as we see, there might be subtle, there might be subtle differences, um, subtle differences of do they have to get divorced once they've used this? Are they allowed to use it like like a get Yoshan? She can, once she's received it, she can use it like So there might be other differences why they're not included. But yeah. Okay, let's carry on. Kasa, uh, sorry, I just wanted to check in the price. Um, Yeah, Rashi explains what does it mean limute tanya to exclude the following bracer of the again the get where uh, um, so oh where it was handed over without saying um which is only a rabbinic requirement. So he says where okay there the blood according to Rabbi Meir is a mamzer, but and our Mishnah is coming to teach us. The brisa mitaratstahi that this is an accurate brisa, authentic, um, authentic brisa, verified and authentic. And even in this case, Rabbi Meir would say it is a mamzer, and our mission is the exception to that principle of Rabbi Meir. Um, okay, next week If it's written in his handwriting, but they know Adim, Omar Rav, Sav Yad Shunino. Rav said we're discussing when he wrote it with his own hand. One asked, oh, hey, which case is it when? When Rav said our mission is discussing a case where he wrote it by hand, which case is it going on? Let's see. Maybe it's going on the first case. I Well, that's obvious. The Mishnah says where he wrote it. The first case of the Mishnah was, says where the husband wrote it without, and they know Adam. So you can't tell me that Rav's telling us that's the case where the husband wrote it. So he says, Ella Amitsiyosa must be going on the middle case. What's the middle case? Where uh, it has a date. So it doesn't have a date, but it's um, uh, but, but it has Adim. It says, Hare Yeshalov Adim. It says it has Adim. Once it has Adim, it makes no difference whether he wrote it in his own hand or not. The important point is that there's Adim on it and no date. So Rav can't be going on the Sefer. The Sefer which said, if there's a date on it, but it only has one aid. So now we're going to read in Rav. Rav says, And specifically where it's written in the husband's handwriting, but, and has a single signature. But if it's written with by a Sefer and has one witness, their Rav would not say it's valid. The child would be kosher. Um, Rashi explains, first Rashi on the page, says, Rav's telling us that this third case specifically has to be where the husband wrote it in his own handwriting and there's one signature signed on it. Now, the issue with it says, that's the case where we said the child is kosher. 
Now the problem you have to get around is, didn't we say in the first case that if it's written by the husband, you don't need any aid in? So what's the safer teaching us that? If it has one aid and written by his handwriting, then it's valid. It was already valid when the aid didn't sign it. So so says don't you know it from the Raisha? Even if there's no aid sound on it, again, since it was written in the husband's handwriting, the child is kosher. No, it says, If not for the safer, I would have thought, I might have thought that if there's one aid, if, and his handwriting, with his handwriting, then he can use this get to marry lechatchila. What's he saying? This get is still a case of even so a, a case where the husband wrote it and gave it to her they know Aidim shouldn't have given it to her she shouldn't have used it but the children are kosher if you might have said well then if the husband wrote it and there's an Eid Echot maybe he can use that to get married kind of like a get Yoshim He's come to see us. No, even in that case, it's only Bidi Abed. So that's Rav's opinion. That when we're discussing in the mission of the third case, it's where it's written by the husband himself, and there's an aid. Ushmul Amar Afilu Ksav Soifer Va'aid Shareshaninu Ksav Soifer Va'aid Kosher. Because Shmuel says, no, it's a case where it's written by the Soifer and there's a single aid. And we learn that in the later Mishnah where it says explicitly if it's written by a Soifer and an aid, the get is kosher. So Verav, how's Rav going to explain that? Again, I think it's the next Mishnah. It's uh, it's yeah, it's on the ne- next daf. We're going to see this case where the Mishnah explicitly says that if it's written by the sofer and the aid, it's kosher. Rav just told us it has to be written by the husband's handwriting, by handwritten by the husband. So how's Rav going to explain? It? He says, "Me, Tommy, you can't compare the cases." And if you think about it, it actually we're going to, part of the question is going to come is that it actually makes sense that you can't compare the cases because then why are there two different missions on it? Like you, you, it can't be the same, basically let me rephrase it, it can't be the same case because then, we don't, then it's taught twice in two missions. So, so, so that's what we can say. Me, Domi, Hosom, Tinothe, Lechatchila. There he can marry Lechatchila. Hacha, Dieved. But here it's only Bidieved. Why is it not difficult to shmuel? Why do we need two missions telling us the same thing? There the mission is speaking about an expert soifer. Where it's an expert soifer, then where it's an expert soifer, then you can take his handwriting basically as one of the signatures and the second signature one. Because the expert sofa is going to make sure that he has the proper instructions and he does it according to all the halachas. Our Mishnah, which is only Bidiyabed, our Mishnah, which is only Bidiyabed, is, is a not expert um, sofa. It's, it's kosher enough because most likely anyone who's going to write the get knows enough to write the get. And it's kosher. But since he's not an expert, we're going to say, rather don't rely on the ksav sofa and the aid. It's only Bidiyabed. That's how Shmuel learned. Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan said, Ksav Yado Shaninu, and Amalei Rabbi Lazar Harei Yeshalom Eidim. Rabbi Yochanan said, the Mishnah is discussing a case of where it's handwritten by the Sofer. He says, oh, Rabbi Lazar says, okay, obviously not the first case, because the first case, it says even without Eidim. The Mishnah says it explicitly written by the, by the, the husband himself. And so maybe it must be the middle case, but it says in the middle case, 
no gate, no date, but there are two Adim. So Amalei, I say for Rabbi Yochanan, says, no, I'm referring to the third case. I, Rabbi Yochanan, learns like Rav. Sometimes Rav taught that they have to get divorced. When Rav was teaching this Mishnah, sometimes he would conclude that they might. Okay, well, sorry. So we concluded the discussion of the third case in the Mishnah. We see it's a Mafloi case for Rav and Rabbi Yochanan. Again, Shmuel, are we discussing a case where it's written by the husband or a case where it's written by a sofer? And then there's an additional aid. So now we go on to a new point. How to, what do, does the couple have to get divorced? They used one of the three gitin in the Mishnah to remarry. Do they have to get divorced? So zimnim rab zimnim rab Sometimes Rab would say they must get divorced, and sometimes Rab would say they not get divorced. Okay, so which one is it? How does Rab Rab says no? If there are no children. Sorry, if there are children from the second marriage, they would not get divorced. And if they were not children from the second marriage, Rav would say they would not get divorced. Okay, why? If there are no children, then tell them to get divorced. What's the problem? If there are children, again, remember we said the blood is kosher. But if you are going to tell them to get divorced, people are going to get suspicious. And it's going to, um, they're going to speak badly about the children. So therefore, we don't allow um, that. Mosim Azutra Bartuvia. Rav Zutra Bartuvia challenged us. He says, V'kulad shehoyu bahem sofei kiddushin, or sofei kiddushin, harei elu chaitzas below misyavmos. Any time it was a... This is going back to the first mission of Yavamos. You have those 15 women who... Obviously, they don't fall in Yibum because it's an ever to them. And their co-wives also don't fall in Yibum. What happens if that woman was only married through a Sofeg Kiddushin or now had a Sofeg Gerushin? The other, the Tzoros, her co-wives, have to do Chalitza or Yibum. Must do Chalitza and they can't do Yibum. They can't go free because maybe she was not married. Maybe the, maybe the Kiddushin was not a good Kiddushin. Or maybe the Get was a good Get. Maybe they're no longer married, so they can't do Yibum. But, as, but they can't go free. In, sorry, they can't go free because maybe it was, a good, it was not a good marriage. So they have to do something, so Khalitza, but they can't do Yibum because maybe they weren't married, and then it's uh, it's Aisha uh, Sach. So Keita, now what's the what Keita Sofei Kiddushin? What's an example of Sofei Kiddushin? Zorak Lo Kiddushin, if he threw the Kiddushin to her, Sofei Korib Lo, Sofei Korib Lo, Zehu Sofei Kiddushin. Again, we saw this a few. Fairly recently, he throws the ghetto if it lands within her for Amos. Well, <coughs> well actually, what Korov is there was a big discussion. But if it lands closer to him, then they do. Then it's a good kiddushin, good marriage. If it lands as closer to the husband, then it's not a good kiddushin. And if it lands in a doubtful area, well, then you have a sofek. Now, sofek kiddushin. What's considered a sofek kiddushin? Now, note this is not a real sofek kiddushin. We know exactly what's happening. The question is, we have to treat this case as a sofek because we're going to well, disease. It's, it's the three cases of our Mishnah. If it's written in his handwriting, but there's no Adim. If there's no Zman, but there is a sofek Yerushim, this is a sofek Yerushim. Again, not literally sofek Yerushim because we know exactly what it is. It's Doraisa valid and Apostle Dorabonin, but that's why you have to treat it because Doraisa, the erva, is divorced. So that Tzoros do fall in Yibun, but Midrabonon, they are not divorced. 
So they don't fall in Yibam. So you have to treat it as a, as a soft, they can do Chalitza not Yibam. Now it says, If you say she doesn't have to get divorced, the Torahs are going to end up doing Yibam. Why? Because they're going to say, No, but you allowed the Erva to remarry and stay married with their second husband. So clearly, she was 100% freed from this husband, and we do, us the Torahs, do fall in Yibam. So that's why once they say must be the halacha is, they do have to get divorced because otherwise you're going to end up in the scenario where they might, the co-wives of that woman might do yibum. So the says, no, So let her do yibum. Who cares? It's just the chashash drabonim. If they do end up doing yibum, it's not the end of the world because doraisa they do fall in yibum. It's a concern drabonim, so we're not going to change all these make her not uh, get divorced in case they think this because then they might do yibum it's quite far-fetched it's only a concern so we're not going to go there it says levi says no they don't get divorced they never get divorced so told the children from your father said your father always said that they never your father said they never get divorced so we have all these posts who say that the couple a couple married based on this get do not have to get divorced even if they're no kids again and like Rabbi said there has to be kids so then he, then Rabbi Yochanan when he was telling them things their father said he added in this uh, karzis animal bag that's in the sheaves does not if it drinks from it doesn't invalidate it we know if, if you have the water gathered for the paraduma mixture and an animal drinks from it it becomes invalid because the animal backwashes some of the water goes into its mouth and drips out if it's this karzis it doesn't invalidate it so my karzis what is a karzis the divta devaini kifis this large locust sized fly something like that that lives amongst the reeds or the sheaves. Now, Mosif Rav Daniel Bar Katina, Rav Daniel Bar Katina challenges any bird that drinks from Mechatas is invalid, except a Yoina because it sucks. It doesn't lap it up like most things that it's going to fall out of its mouth into the Mechatas, it sucks it up. Now, Im Isse, if what Abai is telling us is true, says Nisni Chutzmi Yoina Vakartis, it should say excluding a Yoina and a Kartis. Because the Kaltus we're saying also sucks and doesn't invalidate. Says no, not The Tana couldn't taught it as a definite ruling. Only I think it's only the adult Kaltuses know to suck and not backwash. Whereas the children don't know to be careful when they're drinking from mechatas. Do not know. They don't know when they're drinking to not uh, backwash and therefore they don't know. They haven't learned the skill and therefore they will backwash and there's But the Adkama, what's considered an Old one that you would not invalidate the water. So until it's the size of a kazai. So until that size, you consider it a small one, one that if it drinks from the mechatas, it would invalidate it because it doesn't know how to suck up the water yet. Okay. Um, okay, so we're moving on to Rebbe Lazar in the Mishnah. Remember, Rebbe Lazar says, even if there's no aid in the get is fine. When he's repeated this before Shmuel, Omar Afbashtaras. Not only with Gitin, Halochas even with Shtaras. Again, based on what Rav said, is that if I would give you a loan document without the Aiden signed on it, but the Aiden watching me hand it over, 
would Nechassim Meshubarim, would you be able to collect from Nechassim Meshubarim according to Rab? No, because we only follow Rebbe Laza that it doesn't need the Eidim, by Kitim. But by other Shtaros we would. And Shmuel says, no, it does apply even in those cases. Then it says, Oh, the Rav, some of the Shtaros, Lord, does Rav really hold the Shtaros? You can't. He says, Hot Tani, the Gobe, the Nechassim Meshubarim. Our Mishnah said that you can collect from Nechassim Meshubarim. I'm implying it does. This rule of no Eidim necessary. You don't need the Adim to sign, you just need to watch the Adim just need to watch the handing over. The Mishnah says, Nukhasim Mishabadim. So how can Rav come along and say he holds like Rebelezer with Gitin? It's all rules that Rebelezer said. It says Rebelezer Tarti Omar. Rebelezer was saying two different Allah's Rav Savalakabai. So Bakhara Uplagale Bakhara. You know, no, Rav knew what Rebelezer was saying. He wasn't confused and thought that Rebelezer only said it with Gitin. But Rav says, I know Rebelezer is saying two different Allah's. The one is the Allah of Gitin, the one is the Allah of Ashtaros, other Staros, and I hold like Rebelezer, I pass like Rebelezer with Gitin, but not the other one. The Khaid Omar Rabbiakum Maridi, Omar Rabbishu Ben Levi, Halacha Rebelezer Begitin, Allah is only like Rebelezer Begitin. The Rebiana Omar Afilu Racha Get and Morabi Yana says, it doesn't, if it doesn't have Adim, no, we don't, it doesn't even have the scent of a get. I, if this get is given without Adim, a kah, she could still get a go and marry a Kohen if her husband dies. It's not even a rare get. The Rebiana lays like the Rebilazan, the Rebilazan, that Rebiana not hold for Rebilazan, now Hachikoma. This is what Rebiana was saying. Says, the Rabbanon, I feel Racha get ein bo. According to the Rabbanon, it's not even a get. The Chain Omer Biozi, Machanino, Omer Eshlokesh, Halacha, the Rebilazan, the Gitin, the Rebilazan, and Omer, I feel Racha get ein bo. They said in the name of Eshlokesh that the Halacha is like Rebilazan regarding Gitin. And Rabbi Yochanan says, no, it doesn't even have Racha get. Says Lame Rabbi Yochanan, Lame Slayer Rabbi Lazar. Does Rabbi Yochanan not hold for Rabbi Lazar that you can give the get without Aiden? Says that Hachi Kamal Rabbanon Afil Racha get Aiden. Well, you're up. He was just saying according to the Rabbanons. It's a machloikes Rabbanon and Rabbi Lazar. That's very extreme. According to Rabbanon, if you hand over a get that doesn't have Aiden on it, it's nothing. Might as well give her hand her a cup of coffee. Um, according to Rabbi Lazar, it's 100% valid. Because the Adem is Syria currently. According to Rebbe Lazar, it's the Adem on the transfer that. But how can I say this to someone sealed in front of me? So, so they wouldn't have to, according to Rebbe Lazar. I mean, according to Rebbe Lazar, when would they, would they have to say that? And when would, that's why it came up right at the beginning of the Masechta. Um, but strictly, people do generally put signatures, as we saw when they tick on Alam. But according to Rebbe Lazar, again, remember, according to Rebbe Lazar, it doesn't even have to be written anymore. So it just has to be given over. That's what gives, what imbues the get with the power to sever, the handing over before I We'll see, there might be another part of it. Um, where did I, I think I underlined that. Yeah, we'll see right at the do- bottom of the page what has to be done lishma. But um, but this is all in Rabbi Elazar, Rabbonin are much more, much strict in this regard. It says, Shalach lei Rabbi Abu Azavda lemori bar mar. When you get a chance, ask Rafuna, Halacha Krebelezer Begitin, or Ain Halacha, ask him if we follow Rebelezer regarding Gitin or not. And Ahachi, not Mashay, the Rafuna, in the interim, Rafuna died, so he couldn't go ask Rafuna. So Amalei Rabba Berei, Rabba, the son of Rafuna, told him, Hachi Omar Abba, my father said, Mishmay de Rav in the name of Rava, Halacha Krebelezer Begitin, Halacha is like Krebelezer Begitin. But Rabba Saina Bekim, Bedvav, Bedvar Halacha, Mishum Rabbeinu, the rabbis who are experts in halacha said in the name of Rabbeinu, we're going to see who that is shortly, Omru halacha kerebelotza begitin. To Omar Rav, Chama Barguria, Omar Rav, halacha kerebelotza begitin. It says, Ike to Omri, Bechavreinu, some have a slightly different version. Bechavreinu, a colleague, Habakim, Bedvar Halacha, who is an expert in halacha, Bechavreinu, 
Mishum Rabbeinu Amr, and the students of our teacher, of Rav, in the name of Rav said, Halacha Kareb Loza Begitin, the Amr Abchiz, the Amr Abchama Baguria, Abchiz, the said in the name of Rabchama Baguria, Amr Rav, in the name of Rav, Halacha Kareb Loza Begitin, Halacha is like Kareb Loza Begitin. Lachaim Kiyasa Ravin, Amr Abelazar, when Ravin came, he said the name of Rebbe Lazar. This is not the Rebbe Lazar of the Mishnah. This is Rebbe Lazar the Tana. Omar Rav in the name of Rav. Halacha Rebbe Lazar begitin. Halacha is like Rebbe Lazar begitin. So, I mean, I don't know actually how we pass it, but we've got a very long list. And uh, interestingly, a, a lot of them learn it from Rav, but that the Halacha is like Rebbe Lazar begitin. It's Adem Esira Karti. And that is the important point. And I think let's leave it here for today. And we'll start a new Mishnah tomorrow.